Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Welcome to Save Your Sanity Podcast. I'm Dr. Roberta Shaler. Are you living with the chaos, confusion, and uncertainty that a toxic person loves to create? Is a partner, parent, ex, sibling, child, or coworker causing you to second-guess yourself? That can be crazy-making. I'm here to help you save your sanity. So let's get down to it and figure some things out now. Stay tuned. Hello, and welcome to Save Your Sanity, Help for Toxic Relationships. I'm Dr. Roberta Shaler. In this episode, we're going to be talking about 10 shattering signs that your partner is having an emotional affair. And this can be a very gray area. You don't want to believe somebody's having an emotional affair, and they say things like, oh, we're just friends. And then you can get very, very confused. So I wanted to give some clear things to think about to weigh what's happening against what is an emotional affair and whether or not this person that you're thinking is having an emotional affair is actually engaging in emotional infidelity. It's so good to be clear and to open your eyes and see, oh, yeah, I think those things really are going on. I don't want to see them. I don't want to acknowledge them, but I think they really are going on. And much as I don't want to see it and I don't want to believe it, I need to kind of wake up and smell the herbal tea and know that that is what's happening. So important for us. So uh, let's have a look at that tonight and to go through towards the end, the 10 shattering signs is happening. But before that, I have so much information for you. So let's get right into it. You know, emotional infidelity, you might wonder what it is. It's when you've established or maintained a close, intimate connection with someone who isn't your partner or your family. A close, intimate connection with. Now we have friends that we seem to have a close um, intimate relationship with, rather. Um, But they're not intimate in the ways that we're talking about here. Intimate is familiar and close and private and personal and leaning toward having sexual tension and what we're talking about, sexual attraction, sexual attention, flirtation. That's what we're meaning by intimate in this situation, or what I'm meaning as I share this information with you tonight. And friends, yeah, we enjoy conversations, we enjoy common interests, but we know that the line toward emotional infidelity is that there is sexual tension, there's a wisp of a romantic attraction or the desire for one or to test to see if there is one and big issue you keep it a secret or dismiss it as a friendship only when you're asked when all those things are present we are now talking about emotional infidelity so this intimate part is important Infidelity, of course, means being unfaithful or acting in a way that you ought not to because you have already committed to a partner. And cheating is when you act dishonestly 
and this is big, or unfairly to gain an advantage. That's what cheating is, and emotional infidelity is cheating. So let's look at those big three things because it's a big wow. (laughs) There is emotional infidelity when there is dishonesty, when it's unfair, and when it's done to gain an advantage. So how do hijackals do that? Well, first of all, they don't tell you the truth. They're quite good at lying. I've done many episodes on their ability to lie and what to do about it. And if you ever want to go back and find all those episodes, just go to SaveYourSanityPodcast.com and they're all there for you. Or go to where you like to get your podcasts and just put Save Your Sanity in there and you'll find them. They're everywhere. So I've done lots about lying and dishonesty. So a hijackal is likely to tell a lie in order not to have to be accountable or responsible. So that's likely going to happen. And it's going to be unfair because it's going to be that they're doing something that they don't want to tell you about. They don't feel comfortable telling you about or they feel very uncomfortable telling you about. So they want to keep it a secret. And then the last one is that that cheating part, they do it to gain an advantage uh, over them, over you, which is they're getting something you are not. They know something you don't. They're having pleasure that is exclusive and not including you. So they're doing the big three. They're dishonest, they're unfair, and they are doing it to gain an advantage. Is this beginning to sound familiar, something that you may have been noticing is happening in your relationship? This is very, very important to see all these things, and I have so many for you. So whether you call it an emotional affair, you call it emotional infidelity, you call it being emotionally unfaithful, or you call it emotional cheating, Now, we're not talking about people who are having physical sexual acts. We're talking about people who are at the emotional stage. If someone has an emotional attachment to someone who is not their partner or their family, then we have to have our eyes wide open for it being an emotional affair. So what does an emotional affair look like? Well, I've written a whole list here, so I will go over them with you so that you can think about your situation. Think about what you're being told. Think about your suspicions. Think about your experience to date with this person. And then think about these things. So what does emotional infidelity look like? Well, a person who is being emotionally unfaithful, they share things with another person that they don't share with you. So they're having fun, they're telling secrets, they're planning something, they maybe are more vulnerable with the other person, they tell them their their deep personal secrets or pretend to in the case of a hijackal, and they're not telling them to you. So you have been robbed of the closeness of the relationship because it belongs in their relationship with you, but it is being spent elsewhere. So another thing to look for is they make the other person, by having interaction with another person, it's intended to make you feel uncomfortable. It's intended 
to take care of their needs and take away their ability to take care of your needs. So what you come to expect as part of a healthy relationship may not have been there anyway because you're in relationship with a hijackal, but when they have an emotional affair going on, they want to make you uncomfortable on purpose. Another thing that these folks do when they're having an emotional affair is they stay in frequent contact with the other person by text all day. So you will see them texting. They never used to do that, but they're always on their phone. That's what I hear from my clients in many parts of the globe. Well, they're always on their phone. They, they didn't used to be like that. The phone is with them in the bathroom. The phone is with them at all times. And they're always texting somebody. That's often a good indicator of an emotional affair, at a minimum emotional affair. And also, they make plans with that person, but you're not included. Now, if they were just friends, it wouldn't be a big deal for you to want to go along, Right but they make it more exclusive than that. So they make plans with that person that they don't make with you. They do things with that person they don't include you in. And they make plans that you don't know about. Now, of course, that's a bit tricky if you don't know about them, but know that they're doing that. If they're texting and doing all the things that I've mentioned earlier and you're wondering what it's about, you can also guess that they're making plans to talk later or to have a little sexting or whatever is going on. So many things. They could be flirting and creating sexual tension and innuendo. And that could be happening. And when that happens, of course, that takes their sexual attention away from you and they're placing it elsewhere. So they try to to deceive you into thinking it's okay because it's, oh, it's just online and we'll never meet and it's just for fun. And they may even say to you, I'm just leading somebody on or I'm just playing with them. But remember, as soon as they do that, they're admitting they would do it to you. So again, we have a good indication that they're probably engaging in an emotional affair or at least being emotionally unfaithful. And also, they will look to that other person for emotional support rather than to look to you, which is if your relationship is in good shape and they're looking elsewhere for emotional support to another person and that they are keeping a little bit secret. Raise your antenna. Get your radar going. Something's going on. Also, what if they take up a hobby or a passion that you don't share all of a sudden? And they rationalize spending so much time with the other person because they share it. They get it. You know, oh, well, we're part of the same team. We're part of the same club. We both like to do this. And I know you don't. And I don't want to put on you to make you do it with me. So I have this other person. Or I I want to talk about this and you don't enjoy talking about it. So I don't bother you with it. I talk to this other person. Okay, that's fine if you're going shopping with a girlfriend or you're going to play play uh, pool with a male friend. But it's not when it starts to be consistent. Another thing they do is they lie about spending money on somebody else. 
They will lie about it, and that's always an indicator. Now, you may not have access to their spending, so you may not know. But if there isn't enough money to go around when there used to be, they could be spending money on another person. And here's a term you may not have heard, micro-cheating. They engage in micro-cheating, and that's just the little act to test the water to see if they might like to go over to that other person, but they're not ready to give you up because they don't want to be without. So they do these little micro cheats and they, they just go in that direction, but they pop back and they're testing to see, do I have a safe bed over there or should I stay here and hedge my bets? And they want to keep the options open. So they will do these micro-cheating things. And and uh, I was looking at a list from Lachlan Brown at HackSpirit.com, and he gave some examples of this. And I thought, well, why not borrow those? So he said they may be flirting on social media. They may be flirting in person. If you're with a hijackal, you may very well know what I'm talking about because Flirting with the wait staff, or they're flirting with the bartender, or they're sizing up other people in the room, and you can see them doing it, or making eye contact, or you know they do that kind of thing. Or they maybe go a little bit further and put up a dating profile, and then they they want to get you to collude with them if you find that dating profile. Oh, I'm just doing it for fun. I'm just doing it to see what's out there. I'm just having fun. I'm not hurting anybody. Or they may communicate with their ex all of a sudden. Haven't had any communication for the longest time. And now we've got a little micro-cheating going on. We're all of a sudden needing to talk to the ex. That's another sign that there could be an emotional affair going on. Or they go to events with, with that person alone that you're not included, and they go. They have a list of reasons why that they need to do it or they want to do it or you wouldn't have any fun anyway, but they are ready with that because they want to do it. So they go to things alone with the other person. Or online, they'll hang out in chat rooms to flirt, and they'll actually be trying to make connections, maybe even get a few phone numbers. So they always have that supply you know, things aren't going so well around here. I've got somebody to text. I've got somebody to reach out to. I'm not without resources. I'm not without a source of validation. And that happens frequently. If I can't get my needs met for validation and adoration and affirmation by my partner, I'll go and get it in a chat room somewhere or in an online situation of some kind or a phone friend. Now, how do people respond to these things? Well, there was a survey done in 2014 on a dating site, so nothing terribly uh, scientific, but there were some interesting results that women downplay are sorry, 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 strike that. Men downplay emotional affairs. It's no big deal. It doesn't matter. It's only online. We're just friends. However, in that same survey, women think emotional affairs are worse than sexual ones. 
that women do not like the emotional affair because they're not getting that closeness with their partner. It's going elsewhere. So women think emotional affairs are worse than sexual ones. And also in this survey, more people are willing to forgive a strictly sexual affair. But an emotional one is harder to forgive. According to the survey, men are more likely to forgive an emotional affair. Now, here's a big one, too. Only 30% of women would forgive an emotional affair. Now, as I said, that was an informal dating site survey. So take it for what it might be or not be. But it is interesting to see the difference between men's opinion of an emotional affair which they downplay, and women who feel it's even worse than if their partner had a sexual affair or a physical affair. So when the partner says, oh, well, you know, it, 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 we're just friends, we're just talking, that means something entirely different to a woman who's hearing that and saying, no, that talking should be coming my way. We should be having that emotional intimacy, and it's going elsewhere. So important things to look at, because remember, cheating is cheating. It, it doesn't have gradations. You are cheating or you're not cheating. You are pregnant or you're not pregnant, you know? And when people are having emotional affairs, they want to think that there's some kind of grayscale that, oh, just because I'm... I'm longing to talk to that person and not longing to talk to you. That doesn't matter. I'm married to you, aren't I? Have you heard some of those things? That's what happens. And one of the big issues that you can start with if you're thinking about this is ask yourself the question, have my partner and I had a clear, long enough conversation about what cheating is to us and define it? and talk about how we feel about it, and the consequences of that cheating. You know, many times people say, well, what conversations should I have had before I got into a relationship? Most people don't have the right conversations before they they get into a full-time committed relationship with someone, or marry them. And one of them is the cheating conversation. You need to have had that conversation and define it and know what the consequences are. Many people avoid the difficult conversations. Another one they avoid, just for an example, is prior to getting together, they don't have in-depth conversations about finances or children. And these are important things because we don't want to ruin something that's feeling really good. We don't have the difficult conversations. And the cheating conversation is an important one. Um, big issue here. Don't let a partner blame you for their infidelity. It is not your fault. They may say, oh, you're inattentive, you work all the time, all of these things. If those things are true, pay attention to them. But they're still the ones who are choosing not to solve the problem with you, but are going elsewhere. So don't ever let them pin it on you. Invite them to solve the problem with you, but the solution is not to go elsewhere. So if they try to say that it's your behavior that causes them to want to have an emotional affair, you say, well, then let's solve 
the problem in our relationship. Don't go outside of it. And if you're going outside of it, don't pin it on me. And then know that there are going to be consequences to that behavior because emotional affairs are kind of like drugs. Emotional affairs are gateway affairs. <laughs> Once a person gets away with it and enjoys it and is getting more goodies than they were getting before, they want more of that. So they test. So ask yourself, how do, how, how, how do I feel? That's what they're asking. How do I feel when I'm doing this? Can I get away with it? Um, Is it too hard to lie? Do I get caught too often? Am I pulling the wool over my partner's eyes? This is what they're testing. Like, can I do this? Can I multitask in this way? And how much can I lie to myself and my partner and get away with it? Well, you already know that they're capable of lying in most cases. You don't want to believe that in the beginning, but you soon learn to. And remember, we're talking about relationships with hijackals. That's my word for those people who hijack relationships for their own purposes and needs, and then relentlessly scavenges it for power, status, and control. So they're the ones who are going to be playing with your emotions, and they are going to be seeing what they can get away with. So here comes the big list. The 10 shattering signs that partners having an emotional affair come because of these 10 big differences between friendship, quote, quote, and emotional infidelity. So you can tell if it's a friendship or it's emotional infidelity by the extent of the emotional investment the person is making. If they're giving their time, they're giving their money, they're they're uh, seeing, hiding out, texting. How involved are they? Because a friendship does not involve that kind of time or energy or secrecy. That's number one. And number two is that they have established intimacy with someone. They are whispering and laughing and carrying on and and wanting to talk to that person and uh, getting up in the middle of the night to talk to them. That's not a friendship. That is something more. Again, then number three is they micro-cheat. They they go in, in the back door and they just like social media posts or they like or love photographs, or they run into each other and have coffee, kind of mystically, didn't know what was going to happen. Isn't that lovely? And it starts happening more frequently. The fourth big difference between friendship and emotional infidelity is they actually start looking forward to spending time with the person with whom they are cheating. And so they don't have time for you or they don't want to make a plan with you, or you ask them if they can do something and they're not sure, they're really not sure, they'll tell you closer to the time. Now, that may be a pattern they already had, or if it's new or it's getting more frequent, then know that that's a red flag, that they could be cheating, and cheating in an emotionally unfaithful way. We're not talking about physical cheating at this point sexual cheating. We're talking about emotional cheating in this episode. Now, number five is related to what I just said. You can see a marked decrease in the amount of time they spend with you. 
whatever they used to do in terms of time spent with you, quality time, there is less of it because they're on the phone or they're texting or they're going to, to wherever that place is, they share that hobby or whatever. And there's only so much time. So you're getting less and the emotional partner is getting more. Here's a big one. They, person, they who is having an emotional affair will be less interested in sexual intimacy with you because they're getting their needs met elsewhere, or they will become vastly more interested in sexual intimacy with you because their emotional affair charges them up and they use you as a substitute. Now that's huge. It really is huge. So watch for both ends of that spectrum, that they're either reducing their interest in in physical and sexual intimacy with you, or they're really speeding it up, especially when they've just finished texting and you are become a substitute for their emotional partner. Number seven, they are distant because they're preoccupied with thoughts about the person with whom they're having an affair. So you notice that they are not present emotionally when they are with you because they're thinking of the other person. And they spend more time out of the house or in the garage or going for bike rides with their phone. All these things are occurring. So they are distant. They're just not present to you. And number eight is they don't talk about your relationship or solve issues and problems with you. They may not have done that very well before, but at least they were focused on you. And when they stop being interested in solving any problems at all, consider whether they're having an emotional affair. Particularly if there's scars in their thumbs from texting, you may be very clear what they're up to, right? And number nine is they insist, 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 and repeat and get angry about you questioning them because we're just friends. Now, to go back to the beginning, friends is a whole different thing. Friends is just enjoying conversation, enjoying a few laughs, and being on your way. But you're not just friends. When there is sexual tension, flirting, you have taken your emotional intimacy needs over to their side of the equation. No. And the last one is you can feel them withdrawing from the relationship. You can feel that the energy is not coming in your direction. The eye contact is not coming in your direction. You have a reduced amount of time with them. They don't want to discuss things with you. They push you off and say, no, no, I'm busy now, or I don't want to discuss that, or I'm not going to have that conversation with you because they're invested elsewhere. I know that's a lot to think about, but I wanted to give you enough to think about so that you could really consider what's going on in my relationship. When somebody is texting all the time, and they didn't used to be texting all the time, big red flag. 
You know, we know about those, right? And if you're wondering about this and you want to talk to me about it, know that you can do that. I offer a new client full hour consultation for $97 at beaclient.com. Or you want to jump into my membership program, um, you'll find it at emergingempower.com. Or if you want to go directly to it, you can go to joinintoday.com. That way you can get three opportunities a month to be in a group call and ask me all your questions, along with a whole lot of things, including our new Emerging Empowered Journals. So go over to joinintoday.com and become a member. Get all kinds of free goodies over there. Also, if you're enjoying the program and getting value from it, you can support it at podcast um, at patreon.com slash save your sanity, patreon.com slash save your sanity. So much for you. Absolutely. So if you're concerned that someone's withdrawing from you, not really in the relationship anymore and when you confront them that they're on their phone or they're going out a lot or whatever and they tell you, you worry too much. We're just friends. I have something I need to do. They won't define it. They won't introduce you to the people with whom they're having conversations. Now you have a whole lot of things to think about. So go back and listen to it again if you need to or want to. And um, also, if you'd like to get my newsletter, go to hijackalhelp.com and sign up. comes every Thursday. Lots of good things there for you at hijackalhelp.com. I'm sorry if you have heard so much today that has confirmed that you think your partner is having an emotional affair. But it's better that you should have that information than not. And I know it's not welcome information because then you feel, well, not only badly, but then what do I do about it? And that becomes a whole other issue. I will do an episode on that very soon, what to do when you find someone is emotionally unfaithful to you because you want to feel some power in the situation. And confronting them straight on is not usually a productive thing to do. And you probably already know that because you've been in relationship with this hijackle for a while. So think about these things, ponder these things, watch the progress of your relationship, watch for the signs that I have spoken of tonight, and then maybe do some journaling. What what have I noticed? Just in case you want to sweep it under the rug and say, oh, no, 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 no. Write it down so you can revisit your thoughts. That's always an important thing to do. And until we speak again, Take very good care of yourself. Watch for these things. Open your eyes to them and deal with them, even though you don't want to, because that's self-care. And self-care is never selfish. Take that very good care of yourself because you're precious and you matter. And I'll be back with you with another episode next week. Talk soon. Thank you for joining me on the Save Your Sanity podcast today. I hope you've had some new insights, some ideas and strategies to help you gain clarity and confidence for moving forward toward greater emotional health and safety. You deserve that, and so do your children. If you found value here and would like to support this podcast with a dollar or five each month, please do so at patreon.com slash saveyoursanity. 
Learn more about how to work with me via video conference, join my optimized circles, or subscribe to this podcast on my YouTube channel at my website, transformingrelationship.com. Talk soon.